0: ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed, no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to the No Higher Calling podcast. I am joined by Casey Ravert. Casey, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brittany. So this is not the first time you've been on. You've been on the podcast before um, last year, actually, and that episode, really, all of them are probably my favorite episodes. (laughs) But that one was so encouraging, and I've heard from so many different people um, about how much of a blessing that was in their lives. And I'm so excited to have you on again. Kind of totally different topic, yet the heart of it is the same, and that is really your passion for music. And that has really just led you into some really unique things that you're doing now. So if you just want to kind of introduce yourself and share uh, kind of what you're doing and some more about New Mercies.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, we started New Mercies Music about a year ago, and uh, the Lord has really blessed it. He's um, allowed us to put out a lot of material for music. Really, our goal is to give music and resources to churches and homes, um, and just to encourage people because mm-hmm. music is powerful, which we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so we've been, uh, we have choral music, lots of new choral music coming out in the next several months, um, CDs, children's music, children's curriculum, um, lots of different avenues, piano music, and, uh, the Lord just blessed it and I enjoy <laughs> yeah. doing it. I also teach as well, Um, teach lessons a majority online. Mm -hmm. Um, So really love it, working with church pianists, uh, working with children, all ages, all levels. Um, So yeah, that's really New Mercies and kind of the short
0: version of it, but yeah. Yeah, well I know New Mercies has been a unique blessing to us directly in different ways. You are actually my daughter's piano teacher And she absolutely loves you. Um, So that's been a blessing. And then we've got to work together on my book, Great Hymns for Growing Hearts, and different things. So New Mercies has blessed our family so much. Um, So I'm excited to have you on today, really to talk about the powerful influence that music has, specifically on children. Um, So this is actually kind of the first episode in a little mini-series that we're going to do. I think I have four different episodes lined up here, back-to-back, talking about music, music within the home, the importance of music, um, as we're teaching our children music and using music to glorify the Lord. And each one kind of builds on the next one. So you'll want to stay tuned for all of these several different interviews that I'll have. But Casey's the first one. And we're going to kind of take it all the way down to the foundation of how God designed our minds, especially as we're talking about in regards to children and just the impact that exposing your kids to good music can have on them.
1: Yes. Yeah. So before we kind of start, one thing I wanted to mention, you know, when it comes to uh, maybe you're thinking about praying about getting your child involved in music, um, one of the biggest, I think, um, almost roadblocks to parents is the cost. Mm -hmm. And I just want to kind of start with this really fast. Um, And just kind of if you're balancing between, should we, this, we can't afford it, it's kind of expensive. Um, Lessons, yes, they can be expensive. Um, I think so often people see music as kind of a luxury. Uh, But I really see it as necessity for children. Um, I think every child should be involved in some sort of private lesson. Uh, You are not only uh, giving them this gift of music, which they will use forever. Sports will not last a lifetime. Okay. Um, I was involved in sports all growing up, but I no longer do them. Mm -hmm. Um, sports will not last. Other things will not last, but music is, is vital. And not only will it last them, but they will be able to use it to influence others, to encourage others. Um, so when you think of that cost, think of the long term, And then also, as we're talking about all the different things that, um, It will help develop in them. Think about what you're putting in your child. Mm -hmm. Um, You're raising this next generation, and we're going to talk about, um, obviously, all the nitty-gritty with the brain and development and social. But spiritually, you're raising the next generation of followers of Christ Mm -hmm. who are going to be sharing the gospel. And music is a huge tool um, that can be used. So that's kind of my introduction of if you're worried about price, you're thinking, no, we can't afford it. Um, there are ways you can maybe cut back on something, but music, I think is just as important as everyday education. Yes. Um, and I love how you incorporate it into your school days. I've watched that and I love that. And I think that's,
0: um, really important. Yeah. Well, I know one thing that I have enjoyed so much in Eden's lessons is not only is she learning to play the piano, which is great, you know, I, I obviously she's taking the lessons to learn to play the instrument, but so many other things have come out of that, really character development things, you know, we have to persevere, we have to practice, we have to discipline ourselves, um, having, you know, we homeschool, so mommy's teacher, but having a teacher outside of mommy, how do we interact with another adult that's teaching you and instructing you how are you respectful so many of those other things that yeah that's invaluable to me to have all of that included in something like a music lesson
1: exactly exactly and as a teacher um one of the things that I've learned if you are a teacher if you're listening to this and you're a music teacher on the other side of this uh you have this major um influence opportunity Mm -hmm. uh, that I think, honestly, I really didn't understand it until the last five or six years. And then seeing how uh, much of an impact you have on the life of someone. Uh, Here's some interesting facts for you just to kind of talk about development and, um, you know, even when to start. A lot of people say, when do we start with music? Mm -hmm. Um, So here's interesting. I'm not a scientist. Uh, you can research all this, but I'm going to give you some facts um, about before a child is born. This is really interesting. Babies express preference for the same kind of music they heard while in the womb, hmm. which is unique. Um, you know, we don't, I think most people don't think about that, yeah. but what you listen to actually affects them. And I think parents are taught to um, talk to them while they're in the womb. Mm-hmm. I remember my mom had a CD uh, of classical lullabies for when my sister was young and apparently it was supposed to make her. And as a child, I thought this is crazy, but it's supposed to make her extra smart. Uh Um, and she's incredibly intelligent, (laughs) but, um, there are studies that say they have a preference for music based on what was listened to in the home. Um, exposing them while they're in the room helps build neuro bridges. Uh, it processes, which is processing thought and information. So you're actually, even then, Starting the brain development, hmm. which is incredible how God yeah. made us. I mean,
0: absolutely, it blows my mind. A fun fact: I remember you saying that memory came back. So when I was pregnant with Eden, I would listen to Frank Sinatra, and every time I would, you could just she was like dancing in there. You could see my belly moving, and yeah. So that's awesome. She has well, a preference go. for the classics,
1: you know. <laughs> um, but that's just that's that's just the beginning.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and you're already starting development. Um, music is so unique and I'm going to kind of go into details on what it affects, but early exposure, and this is talking about when I say early exposure, I'm really meaning from birth till, you know, a lot of teachers, uh, will say, you know, seven is a good time to start honestly, if your child can speak clearly and talk at four is a great time. I know when we were talking about Eden, mm-hmm. um, one of the big things I asked you was, can she speak to me and carry on a conversation? And she
0: could carry oh, on a yes. conversation
1: <laughs> at four, right?
0: <laughs> so much more like, okay, we're, we're paying for a piano lesson, not a conversation with Mrs. <laughs>
1: oh, she would. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Um, but that's you know, even early on, what Mm -hmm. can you do? Um, early music exposure and instruction, uh, have benefits on development of perceptual skills. Um, that's language and literary abilities. So speaking clearly and not just speaking, but foreign languages, um, spatial reasoning, which is skills with math and then fine motor coordination. So all of this begins early on. Uh, there is, um, a study that says that the majority of a child's development brain action development happens in between the first five years of their life, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting. So that early time period, you have a lot of opportunity to really train and grow their abilities. Um, when you're speaking of fine and gross motor skills, um, you can, maybe you're saying, okay, how can I help these develop? One of the things that um, I love doing and love seeing, I don't do a lot of it now, but getting with a, a one-year-old or a two-year-old and giving them, I know at one point we had Knox get yes. those bags and he had those shakers, right? Uh-huh. Okay, so. We still have them. <laughs> shakers, good. <laughs> Those are huge, Um, you know, sitting down and listening to music and having them shake that instrument Mm -hmm. is actually developing their motor skills. Um, Tapping or clapping with a song is developing motor skills. Um, And those are easy ways that you can incorporate learning and developing with music early on. Music is so unique in that really, if you think about it, everybody loves music. Mm -hmm. It's one of the ways we all connect. Um, And so developing those skills early on is huge. Before babies talk, this is interesting. I found this so unique. Um, We talked about expanding communication and imagination. Um, Imagination would be their creativity. Before they talk, babies even talk, their babbling and sound play helps to develop neural pathways. So Having them sing, Hmm. even though they're not actually saying words, Mm -hmm. but getting them to sing and making sounds, um, trying to match the sounds. Um, It develops these neural pathways for listening and speaking. So you're developing their ear. You're developing how they talk. Um, It talks about infants who hear language directed and responsive to them babble even more and have larger vocabularies as toddlers. Um, And when you think about maybe children who were exposed to music early on, a lot of times they tend to have a larger vocabulary early on. (laughs) They can talk a ton. I don't know if that's what you did with (laughs) Edith, but she, I feel like she could talk
0: It could very likely
1: be the case. (laughs) That's Right. And so um, interesting how that works. Yeah. But you're literally... Uh, increasing their ability to learn a foreign language, Hmm. which is interesting. Um, Interesting fact, and I heard this years ago, that musicians have the ability to pick up on accents really easily. Hmm. Um, So not that they do it on purpose, but if a musician goes to a certain area of the world that has maybe an accent still speaking English, they tend to grab that accent because their ear develops for sound and pulls it. So interesting. So I might have
0: little kids that have the cutest Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go, right? <laughs> that would be adorable. <laughs> uh, but you're just, that's really kind of dealing with the brain aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's starting them at this early age. And then, uh, you know, when you first started, you mentioned about what it teaches um, in a lesson. And Like I said, the earlier you start a child, the better. Um, And not every teacher is comfortable with teaching young children. It takes Mm -hmm. a lot of effort, but discipline is vital. I mean, teaching a child discipline and focus. Um, I had a student years ago. uh, They were autistic and struggled in school And the parents signed them up for lessons, and they said, I don't know how this is going to go, but we're going to try it. We're just going to see what happens. I've heard that music helps with focus and um, anxiety and Mm -hmm. all of this. And it was my first time. I think I was about 24, and um, I was somewhat nervous about it because I didn't know what to expect. And we had a little bit of a growing pain of me learning how to communicate with him um, and how not to communicate, but... Uh, This young boy really struggled with sitting still, like he could not sit still. And um, it was, you know, I'd say, hey, how are you? And he was off on like some other thing in the room. Mm -hmm. So it was it was chaos. And his brain was always working incredibly smart. Um, He had anger issues in the lesson. You know, if uh, he messed up, um, he would get really angry and uh, super anxious, he would cry. But over time, I watched as, even though he didn't maybe excel as fast as most, Mm -hmm. I watched his focus, he learned how to sit for 30 minutes. Um, Well, we played games, so not 30 full (laughs) minutes, but he learned how to sit, he learned how to focus. Uh, His anxiety, I didn't, his mom was telling me his anxiety in school, had um, dissipated hmm. because he learned when he was anxious or maybe frustrated in school, he would go off in a corner and sing. Hmm. And just so unique to watch him yeah. in that year, how it changed his ability to focus and worked through all of his issues. And it really helped him. Um, and maybe it, he didn't become uh, I, I moved away from that area. So I have not kept up with him, but maybe he's not uh, a musician now, but I know it helped in those foundational times of development. Mm -hmm. And I've watched that happen with children over and over again. Um, and learning how to listen, um, a listening skill is something that's important because we give in the lesson instruction and they have to take it in they have to learn how to process that information. Um, and then they have to learn how to actually apply it. Mm-hmm. And then they go home and have to learn how to work through it, right? Yes. You talked about persevering, um, sticking with something. It So many, not only does it develop the brain, but life skills are mm-hmm. learned in music. And uh, I, I think it's one of the things that we kind of... Um, we underrate. We don't, we don't think of it as this uh, way for them to learn how to do all this working through problems. It gives them accomplishment. It teaches them how to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to learn how to plan. And I don't think they realize that. But, you know, as I give them instruction and give them assignments, they have to learn how to go home and follow that plan mm-hmm. and then how to make that happen. Um, so that's really kind of like their brain and development and A little bit about that. Um, And then socially, this is really interesting as um, you think about music. And I mentioned music is like the language, you know, it's the language we all speak, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody can speak music, people can enjoy music. We can all go to, uh, I may be in a different country where I don't speak the language, but I can go to a symphony and sit down and enjoy it just as much as everyone else there. Um, Music allows the brain to relax. It creates this sense of calmness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about you, but, um, I'm sure you've experienced this, but when maybe things are tough or you're going through an emotionally difficult time, mm-hmm. music is one of the first things I go to. Yes,
0: for sure. Turning
1: it on. Um, because it's one of those things that just relaxes and it provides this calm, calm, Peace, maybe the words, if you're listening to music that has words that are about God and just calming. Um, So it affects kind of that part of the brain as well. Mm -hmm. And then the social aspect. Um, This is interesting. Um, When children get involved in music, maybe it's music in a group class or like a choir, it actually starts to create um, this bond. Between them. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about singing in church, one of the reasons why I think congregational singing is so important is because of unity. Um, it gives a sense of unity to everyone where we're all singing together. There is nothing like a church when you sing, um, and I, I love instruments and I love the piano, but when everybody's a cappella and yes. you just hear voices singing and together
0: every time i hear that, that it's like that like a foretaste of heaven oh, you know yes. just that that choir singing yes. all together
1: it's beautiful and that gives you that sense of connection mm-hmm. with christians and those sitting next to you so it
0: socially draws people together yeah um one thing and two so we go to library story time uh, once a week. And, you know, for the majority of it, they're all sitting on the rug, you know, in their own little spot. But at the end, they always do some type of music engagement. And that's what I thought of when you said that, because everybody's in their own spot, looking forward, paying attention to the story. But then when the music comes on and the shaker eggs come out or they have like little scarves, they wave around, you know, to the beat and stuff, all of a sudden everybody's up and interacting and smiling. And, you know, it's just, it, changes kind of the atmosphere of the group because all of a sudden this music is on and everybody's interacting with each other and you know walking around and dancing around and clapping hands together and so yeah I I can put that I can see that in a in a tangible way in that instance
1: yeah and it it breaks the ice too Mm -hmm. right it makes it like you said it it causes them to get this unity to like all of a sudden connect with someone else
0: and then ending it with that you know, as soon as we're done, then everybody's like milling about the kids are talking. So then the moms tend to talk and yeah, I see that in that. Yeah. 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 And
1: so that's really interesting how that happens, creating that bond. Um, and that, you know, we need, um, I'm an introvert. I can tend to be like introvert, but I still need, um, fellowship and bond with other people. I have Mm -hmm. to have that. And so my way to connect for me as an introvert is music, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's really how I connect in my brain with people, um, through kind of that avenue. Um, one thing I did want to mention, uh, that was unique. And as I was reading through this, it reminded me of my childhood. Uh, but music allows, um, Really, this avenue for emotions and expressing. Um, and I know often as Christians, we're like, well, We don't want people to express their emotions. Well, when I say this, it actually is important that we express who we are. God mm-hmm. created each person unique. Um, so your expression of who God created you to be is important, and uh, your emotions it gives you kind of an outlet for your emotions. When I was really young. I, this is probably the first time where I actually understood this idea of expressing my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I was eight or nine. I don't quite remember the age, uh, but I had gotten in trouble for something and, um, my parents were talking to me. I don't even remember what it was, um, but they were talking to me about it and, you know, we ended the conversation. Do you understand? Um, And I was definitely understanding. I was crying because I was upset. I didn't like to get in trouble. Um, Just the look of my parents made me break down. Okay.
0: (laughs) So that was me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. But I don't have
0: children like that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, they could just look at me and I was done. I was like, oh, this is. I repent
0: of everything I ever did. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, I'm the worst child. (laughs) Um, But. I got up from that and all I remember is finishing our talking, going to the piano and playing loud, like as loud as I could play. <laughs> and my mom came out of the room. I, my mom tells the story, like and my dad walked out and were just standing in the hallway staring at my back cause I was facing the wall and I was just playing and they were just in shock. And uh, my mom said to me, she's like, Casey, why are you playing so loud? And I remember, I don't remember the exact answer, but it was Mm -hmm. something like, oh, no reason, but I was playing loud. And she's like, Casey, are you mad? (laughs) And I was like, no, not mad. (laughs) But I was mad and upset, and I was expressing it through music. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just a fun memory we have. But that gave me an outlet for maybe times when things were difficult Mm -hmm. um, to express through this music, to sit down and play was calming. Um, Or maybe when I had frustration building up to allow that to get out and you're giving them this avenue to release these emotions. And Mm -hmm. hopefully as you train them in music, releasing them to the Lord, because that's really for me at this point, when I use the piano for uh, this release um it's really just a time where I use it to really think about what's going on and speak to the Lord about it. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just
0: a great avenue to express that. Yeah. Uh well so. tying that back into your previous episode really so much of the music that you have written I see that. I see your emotion behind that and almost now I can picture the hours you spent over the piano in thought, in prayer, in pouring your heart out to God and using music as not only a release outlet, but as a way then that God speaks to you. And then you pass that on to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, if you study, um, the great songs
1: that we love, the great hymn stories, right? Mm -hmm. You've written this book that I I love. Um, if you haven't got it, you need to get it. (laughs) It is, it is so good. Um, because it's, It's literally like what we're talking about right now, (laughs) children, music, and it's good for even adults. Um, but if you study the hymns that really have an impact, um, and all the hymns are great, but Mm -hmm. there's just some that, you know, this person knew the Lord. And if you study the story, usually it's out of some sort of emotional difficulty, trial um, or even the overwhelming sense of who God was. Yes, they wrote out of the overflow. Um, and that's those songs are what speak to us. Mm-hmm. And as you train your child in this and give them that opportunity, you have no idea if your child will be the next hymn writer or mm-hmm. the next person to use a song that encourages someone else. There are songs that I listen to that are my go-to. I have a playlist that's my go-to for when I um, am just happy and excited. And I listen to that for just it's fun, lively, Mm -hmm. upbeat about the Lord. But then I have my playlist where if things aren't exactly like I want it to be, um, it's my I call it my your ways are higher than mine playlist, right? And everything on there is reminding me Mm -hmm. of who God is. And so music just has that, such an incredible power. Um, And because of that, learning to teach them music at a young age, but then also giving them the right kind of music, Mm -hmm. because then that is going to be something that they have throughout their life um, that is going to affect them. Um, one thing I I wanted to share this with you. I thought this was so interesting. Um, before we kind of jump into, if you have any questions or anything like that, but, um, this was an interesting thought about modern music therapy. So if we talk about modern music therapy, it's how music is used to help, um, your emotional, Uh, social. Um, It's more leading maybe towards the older child and even adults. But it started, it developed after the aftermath of World Wars I and II, uh, with musicians traveling to hospitals to play music for soldiers suffering from emotional and physical trauma. Today, it involves the clinical use of music interventions. Uh, And interventions just means using music Um, In specific types of music, such as singing, playing, listening, and moving to music to address individual areas of need. It has been proven beneficial in areas of child development, mood disorders, stroke recovery, heart disease, and treatment of neurological disorders such as schizophrenia, Alzheimer's disease, and dementia, amnesia, and depression, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think about that, and the Bible even talks about Saul, King Saul, yes. who was affected by an evil spirit. And David played for him, and the music soothed him. And that's the power of music and the brain and the body and the soul. Like it's all connected, your mm-hmm. spirit. Um, it's incredible
0: how it affects us. Well, I know, and I, I love this emphasis. and we've really talked about Christ honoring music, good music, wholesome music that is full of truth. Um but the reality is that there are other forms of music, but they are just as powerful. And I feel like, you know, anything that God has created beautiful and with a purpose, with a powerful purpose, Satan tries to come in and give that counterfeit. And we see that all around us in this world. But I see that in the area of music. Satan knows the power that that God has created in music, and he has presented a counterfeit um, that oftentimes our flesh enjoys. Um, but, you know, I think at, in thinking through all of this and bringing this kind of um, to a head, we have to realize that importance that for ourselves, we need to be vigilant over what we allow to enter into our irrigate. Um, Because it does affect us. And then really influencing children, whether it's children within your home or other people, other children that God has given you to work with, um, just realizing that power and always using it in a Christ honoring way.
1: Yeah. One verse that I love, uh, it's not a music verse, but it's something that the Lord gave me when I was a teenager. Honestly, when thinking about music and, you know, there is great music out there that is not we wouldn't classify it as christian Mm -hmm. okay um and a lot of times i have people often ask me well how do you draw the line because god doesn't say do listen to this don't listen to this um and this is something that the lord has used for me Mm -hmm. and it's been helpful it's philippians 4 8 and we know this verse but it's talking about what we're thinking on
0: yes
1: and it says finally brethren whatsoever things are true Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. And I know that's talking to a church and there's a whole lot involved in that, but Mm -hmm. if we take that idea of thinking, music affects your thoughts, it affects your brain, it affects your everything. And if it's producing truth, if it's allowing you to think on what's lovely and what's pure and what's good, then that is what God calls us to think on. Mm -hmm. If it's doing the opposite, if it's making you think on lies, if it's making you think on what is not lovely, what is not pure, what is not good, then that would be music that you wouldn't want in your home. That would be Mm -hmm. music that would affect. And even your children... um, This is so unique to me. And one of the reasons we put out a book this past year, teach them to sing Mm -hmm. children's book of children's songs. And hopefully Lord willing, we'll put out many more of those. Um, But teaching your child to sing, children will learn more about God, will learn more about truth from music than Mm -hmm. they will ever learn from a sermon, from a teaching, from lessons. What is taught in music stays with them for the rest of their life, Yes, Um, and they can grasp it in music. It's so incredible. And so singing music that teaches them about God and the Bible, you're teaching them
0: what's true and what's Mm -hmm. pure
1: and what's lovely. Um, And that's just incredible to me. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, and it is amazing. You know, I, I listened to a different style of music in my teenage years than what I do now and then what we allow in our home. Um, but I mean, goodness, that's been 15 years ago now. But, you know, I can be in a store and it takes just a couple beats and then the, the words flood my mind. I think I haven't heard this in over a decade, but there it is. And, you know, it's just a reminder again, to be cautious. And I love that you said that, you know, where do we draw the line? Because while we do listen to a lot of hymns in our home, that's obviously something that I love. We listen to, you know, we have fun songs. We have just the other day, I was playing um, classical music, which I need to play more of. Um, But I just had, it was Brahms or something playing in the the kitchen. And I, I haven't done a lot of that. And I was shocked. Knox goes in the kitchen and he's just standing there. He's got his hands on his hips and he starts tapping his toe. And he's like, Eden, come in. you got to hear this music. What is this? The next thing I know, he's in there with his tambourine. You know, like banging the So <laughs> I don't know that Brahms included the tambourine in that one. But, you know, we'll roll with it. That's but amazing. it's just amazing to me how in this, like, where do we draw the line? And I love that you bring in, like, what do you think on? And I, it's amazing the order that God has created in things. And even in music, we see God's order. And while Brahms wasn't necessarily, you know, full of doctrinal truth or anything like this, it had beauty in the order of music. And, and I saw that in my little boy who's just saying like, just captivated by this. is a beautiful song. This is beautiful music. No words, you know, but it's just, it captured his mind. It captured his attention. And it just was another reminder to me that this is a, a wonderful opportunity that God has given that we can use on this next generation to use music to bring glory to him and to instruct these little ones. Yeah. And, and another thing, and
1: I know I mentioned this at the very beginning, but just think of it this way. Um, If you train your child in music, you get them in uh, with a great teacher who knows how to teach um, Christian music. And now as a teacher, I don't just teach hymns. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a teacher, we have to teach all aspects. So there might be some jazz songs in there, and there might be classical pieces in there, and there might be some more uh, modern takes on and songs because. Mm-hmm. All of that encompasses the rhythm and the aspect and really hymns are shaped by uh, the time period in which they're written. Yeah. Um, that's why A Mighty Fortress is Our God has a certain feel to it as opposed to it as well. Totally different feel based on different time periods. Mm-hmm. Um
0: when the roll was called up yonder. <laughs> yes, different time periods. Yes,
1: you can almost tell what time period. Uh, a lot of hymns were written in the early 1900s. This is just a side note for everybody. Mm-hmm. Early 1900s uh, and late 1800s, when uh, ragtime music was happening, which is a lot of our hymn playing. Yes. we use a lot of the walking bass and the ragtime feel. So, if you're familiar with Maple Leaf Rag or um, The Entertainer. Hymn playing kind of comes from that style (laughs) a little bit, which is unique in and of itself. Um, But as you're teaching them, you are bringing out this next generation of Christian musicians. Mm -hmm. And more than ever, as being a teacher, I've found how few people uh, are learning how to play hymns. Um, in this generation, how many can play beautifully, but they they can't play hymns. And Mm -hmm. uh, music in the church, hymns especially, will die out if we can't play them, if we don't understand them. And so getting them involved in music and being a part of their church, we all know how encouraging church music is. Just sitting and like when that special is sung and it's um, just – honoring the Lord and it touches your heart, Mm -hmm. maybe it's like something you needed, that just, now you've influenced a whole body of believers. Mm -hmm. And so giving that child the opportunity to do that later on in their life uh, is incredible. And even when they're a child, um, I know some children have the opportunity to play in church and that's that's a blessing Mm -hmm. to everyone to watch that. So just vital in really the training, I think, of children um, in general. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, this has been so helpful. I love just kind of the broad look at all these different ways that music is helpful. And I loved how you gave different things from lessons to shaker eggs to, you know, so many different ways, you know, that we can incorporate music in the home, even as, you know, little ones. Um, Willow, she's itty-bitty but she's found her voice recently and she just you know ah all the time and and I sing and I watch her watching my mouth mimicking me and it's just different aspects you know I, I see how important this is um and I know both of us are really passionate about this so that's why this podcast episode is happening um in the next episode, I'm, I'm going to have another lady join me talking about creating a musical atmosphere in your home. Okay, so we know music is important. We have developmental reasons. We have social reasons. We have spiritual reasons. So how do you actually practical, make that happen. Um, you talked about, you know, how in, in hard times, how music can minister to the soul. I have another lady coming on that's going to share kind of her testimony of some really tough stuff that she went through. And there was just some songs that she said, I'm claiming this truth and this is my song and how it was able to change the spirit of, of her, of her home. Um, so I'm really excited about these next couple episodes and just where they will go. But thank you so much for joining me. This was just a wonderful introduction to to this topic and just laid a really good foundation. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Go ahead. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at No nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.